This is an urgent appeal from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine, leaving jobs, belongings and loved ones behind. They need shelter, food and water. You can help. To donate online, search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. Thank you. Streaming 24-7, this is Brum Radio. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. I'm Dave Massey. I'm joined on the telephone by Chris Lester, who has written and directed a production which is called 180 Degree Chord, which is coming to the Crescent Theatre on the 3rd of September before heading out on, on a tour across, uh, across the UK. Uh, good afternoon, Chris. How are you? I'm fine, Dave. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me about this today. Did you say uh, when we were speaking just a moment ago that you've already arrived in Birmingham for uh, a little bit of a rehearsal period for this? Yeah, we're down in Selly Oak at the um, Oakdale Centre. Wow. And we're here for two weeks. So we've got the intensive two-week period of, uh, well, it's nine days, but we're, we're getting stuck in. Yes, so we're en- enjoying it day two. Uh, things are going well, um, and I've realised that I'm working with some extremely talented brubbies. So Fantastic. Uh, I'm very, very privileged today. What can you uh, What can you tell us about this this play? Uh, what can an audience expect to see from it? Uh, well, I suppose my my hallmark is it's original stories. I guess um, the the drama mixed with um, a bit of comedy, and they realise pretty much on the acting talents of. Of, of the actors are known for minimal sets um it's part of my heritage going back to the edinburgh fringe i think mm-hmm. when you've got you know five minutes to, to to get up and five minutes to get down so minimal sets were, were the essence of i always uh, say that the um the plays um relying very much on the words and the acting um it's a, it's a modern piece we 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 joined the action at the start of a prison riot in a maximum security jail, and <clears throat> uh, one prisoner is—he's uh, only been there for 36 hours. He's an ex-copper, uh, but he's managed to turn the ri- the jail into a riot because everybody wants to find him and kill him, basically. Where? Wow. Um, <laughs> and we join it as one <laughs> one, <laughs> one prisoner wow. takes him takes him into his cell and protects yeah. him from from the the gangs that are rampaging through the prison. Uh, and we started to ask why, basically, and then the story unfolds as to who these people are, um, what's happened in the past, uh, and we begin to see what's actually going to happen in the future uh, as the play unfolds. So um, it's it's a very hefty piece. As a, it's got a, you know strong language in it, but nothing too gratuitous. It is a prison after all. Um, but I hope people find it entertaining. I think it's good storytelling, if I can be so bold as to suggest that. Fantastic. One of the one of the venues that you're coming back to later in the tour is the old joint stock. Um, I, I think particularly of the old joint stock as being uh, a, a black box theatre where people can go in and pretty much create whatever space they want to create. And I think I'm sure that the same is true of the Ron Barber studio. I've not been in there. Uh, in uh, a, a couple of years, uh, probably COVID years, um, do you do you feel like going into these uh, sort of black box spaces, um, uh, a, a sense of being able to create whatever you want as a result of that? Yeah, it is. It's good. It's um, I, I think imagination is 
a, a good thing to have. It's a healthy thing to have. Um, we we can create. Um, I do a, a talk in schools actually, think called Dramatic Insight, and I put a, a little challenge to the to the kids to say, look, um, I'm going to put you anywhere in the planet now for the next ten minutes, just by sound alone. And we do. We take them off to beaches. We put them in rally cars. We put them in sh Wild West shootouts and all sorts of exciting things, just by the fact that we can conjure a, a, a scene. Uh, by lighting mm -hmm. and by sound and by the words. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I love black box spaces because there, there, there are no limits. Um, so, yeah, we, we're, we're doing this in rehearsal at the moment. There's some things which have come out of, uh, you know, of, of the rehearsal stage. And we said, well, why don't we put this in and turn this into that? Um, so, yeah, very much looking forward to those spaces. But it's like it's part of my pedigree is that, you know, we've, we've had to work those spaces um, we, we, we're not, you know, on the West End yet, fortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, rather. Uh, but nice if we were. So mm -hmm. we, we were the spaces that that allow us to go in, really. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good it's a good medium to work within. Yeah. When when do you do you feel that like you had the first uh, instinct of a notion for creating this piece? How how long ago do you think it was? It would be uh, three years ago. I can generally tell that something's cooking because I can't sleep. I'm yes. very really fortunate in that. Um, I'm, you know, they're sitting away in bed, sort of sleeping, and suddenly there's like a little nudge in me, in my brain, and it says, Chris, you need to get up, there's an idea coming. It won't last till the morning, so you get, you need to get yourself out of bed downstairs, get your pen out, and get all these notes down. Uh, three three years ago, it's, it's roughly that kind of period. Um, the play's also a book, actually, so it's, it's getting all the plot points, the character, um, all those bits right first. Which is I, I describe as the sort of the groundwork, and then the nice bit actually writing the words that uh, tends to come a bit easier. Mm -hmm. So each each production is about three years all told, from the original concept to you know sticking it on the stage. And when when you are sort of doing Edinburgh Fringe stars, normally they they limit uh, to a, a, one, a one hour window. Um, what sort of length have you got this piece to at the moment? And how close do you think that is to its final running running time? That's a really good question, actually, because we we flew through the first half yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, originally planned for forty five minutes the first half, twenty yes. minute interval, and then a 55, 50 minutes second half. So um, if I can get my sort of comprehensive school maths together, is that about one foot two hours ten twenty minutes? Yes, um, it's going to be close to that. We I think forty minutes for the first half. And fifty for the second at the moment, so it's, it's pretty pretty much on on plan. That's a pretty reasonable length for a, a, a play. Um, when you're seeing things on, uh, and particularly in uh, sort of more intimate spaces as well, that I, that idea of having something that's about an hour and then a break in an hour, I, I always find uh, is quite interesting because sometimes I've seen people make decisions where they. Don't put an interval in at all, and we're there, sat there for ninety minutes, uh, <laughs> wondering whether why that where where the interval might have gone. So, do you when do you always have an idea in your head where the break might be, or do you have to sometimes move plot points around to to create that break if there's a break coming? Uh, yeah, we it's a, a yes to both. Depends on the piece, Dave. Really, sometimes we, you write a piece, you know, and it seems particularly suited just by the natural flow of the story uh they're a little bit like chapter breaks i guess so if, if a book's 20 chapters by sort of 
the end of chapter 10, we think that the audience possibly need a bit of, uh, you know, CPR just to let them recover at the mm-hmm. half. Um, and occasionally we'll just shuffle, you know, some of the plot points. Um, in this particular play, we, I did actually create something which would leave the first half on an interesting bit of a cliffhanger. So this was, it's not manufactured, but it, it needed to be left on on a bit of a high, um, you know, just so the audience have got something to come back to. Absolutely. And sometimes finding that moment might be different to what the audience thinks it's going to be uh, as as well. I um, I always find it quite interesting when, wondering where that that space is going to be within within a story itself. I, I previously saw um, some of these actors in a production called Glory Days, which was I, I, I realised was actually from. Let me see what year it was. 20, uh, 2019 of Glory Days, that, uh, the old joint stock, and it involved a couple of actors that you you you're featuring uh, within one hundred and eighty degree chord. Do you? Um, can you feel that existing relationship with them already as actors? Um, and does that make a difference that they know each other or don't? Yeah, it is. It's a fantastic um, relationship that they've got. I mean, I have to say, I, I didn't meet these guys until uh, we put a casting call out on Spotlight. Out of um, 1,065 applications for four roles, uh, all the roles went to Birmingham cast wow. um, on, on their own merits. Um, now, I, I heard... I've not worked with Paul and, and Dom, Dominic Thompson mm-hmm. and Paul Pumley before, um, but certainly, uh, you know, we've done stuff via Zoom previously for the last few months. Uh, we've done script run-throughs, but against rehearsals yesterday and just see that magic that they've got uh, is fabulous. Uh, I'd say genuinely feel privileged to be working with them, I have to say. Um, and, you know, such was the, the pace and the intimacy and the way that they understand each other as, as actors. Uh, the, the work that I planned to do with them up to this Wednesday, we, we did in a day. So uh, um, a wonderful creative process, yeah. So they're, they're cracking some of the best acts I've worked with comfortably by a long way, I would say. And is this sort of two-week window before the production uh, is on at the Crescent on the 3rd of September, is is that a, is that a short gap between rehearsal and doing a performance or is that about the average time would you say for a production uh some people do it differently i've worked on in the past where we've we've had actors uh, who've asked if it could be done over three months um i tend to work on this sort of uh, it's like a bit like a rep program i suppose yes. um and we we've i find that the intensity works we're on it you know from a, a sort of an eight hour day for for nine days um, and what it means is when we get to the end of next week, we've got Thursday and Friday as, as runs. We'll do a dress rehearsal in the Crescent on the afternoon. And so the, the entire play is hot, ready to go, fresh and, and lively. You know, it's all done and in the, in the can. So it, 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 that's a program, kind of program that I like. And it, it also fits in with, you know, other people's work programs and obligations elsewhere. So it's a pretty good way to work for me. It suits me. Uh, you can find details uh, at the Crescent Theatre's website, which is crescent-theatre.co.uk. Uh, you can see the dates coming up later in the year for the old joint stock. 
It's actually at the Crescent uh, in the Ron Barber studio on the 3rd of September, uh, which is um, about a week away as we broadcast this interview. We, we're recording a little bit earlier than that. And then it returns to Birmingham uh, from the 10th to the 12th of November there as well at the old joint stock. Chris, it's been wonderful to chat to you about this uh, production. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us about it. Wonderful day. Thanks very much for talking to me. I do appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.